Hello everyone. We are back with another episode of Blitz Business. This week with me I have Pani Nanda, chef founder of Miam Patisserie. In this episode we talked about Pani's journey from being a physics graduate to a baker, the importance of delegation, understanding the right way to build a trusted brand and how to scale without having any marketing budget. I hope you will enjoy this episode. Bani, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself and about your venture. Hi everyone, I'm uh, Bani Nanda. Uh, I'm a pastry chef, and I started Miam. Uh, that's my uh, little baby. I started it in uh, 2015 from home, and I just it you know it, I aim to popularize French pastry in Delhi. And you know, way back in 2015, people were still very bent towards American pastry. Mm-hmm. you know they would they would want cupcakes and brownies and fondant cakes they had not they didn't even know what really existed out there from the french modern patisserie side of uh, things so that's what i brought to delhi after i got trained i went to paris for my training and when i came back i started me so it was very nice and you know delhi really embraced my concept and at that time no one was doing whatever I, you know i was they were not do, i mean I was one of the first people to bring French cakes to Delhi, and they really embraced it well, and it became, you know, very trending. And I got a great response. So I started from home. Initially, my parents they gave they loaned me money to set up my professional kitchen from home, and I operated from there for about two two and a half years until I met my um, husband. I mean, now he's my husband at that time. You you know we were dating. I, I met Akshay in 2017, so he joined my business, and we moved out of the house and set up a professional studio in Ladosarai, and it's been now over two years that you know we've been business partners. So yeah, that's been an. I mean now Miam is like around five and a half years old. Yes. I was going through your profile. Uh, you were a physics graduate, right? So what inspired you to become a baker? the all the sciences i had pcmb in school and i was the first one in my family to take science and you know they thought i was a crazy kid like you know they were like why do you want to take science my mom used to say ki you know you're such an outgoing bubbly person you're not those padaku kind so why are you doing this to yourself and i said no i just love studying it i loved biology and i, I ended up doing doing my degree in physics but i wasn't doing it from any point of view of uh, making it into a career you know final career stream i just wanted to study it so and people in an our country especially they don't really think like that like they want to know okay but what are you going to do after this and i think it's mm-hmm. quite unfair because how can you ask a 17 18 year old child of okay dot teenager what exactly mm. are you going to do in your life so i just i was just you know just taking each year as it came and eventually i could i couldn't really find any career stream you know in physics in the sense that i would have had to do a masters and then maybe a phd mm. to find some ground and i was quite impatient so i used to look for internships but they never even um, responded because i was too i hadn't even completed my undergrad so then you know i you know like i, I mm-hmm. went to gargi so that's uh, south campus in 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 delhi and they the summers are very long they're three months so mm-hmm. you from april end till mid july you are on a, on your summer 
I mean, at least that's how it used to be. So the vacations were so long. And I asked my my grandfather. He, you know, he's he's been in touch with a lot of hoteliers, and I asked him to get me an internship in maybe in the kitchen just for fun, you know, because I used to watch a lot of Nigella and TV shows and Master Chef and whatnot. So I thought, okay, I have nothing to do this summer, so I'll just you know do an internship in the kitchen because I was literally rotting at home, not doing anything, and I was getting really sick of myself. So I. I joined the kitchen and I joined the Leela. I remember in two thousand and eleven, um, and then in within seven days, I knew that I want to become a chef. And my parents were like, "You're so, like I'm the eldest of three, and uh, they are not like my dad's a pilot, and uh, and they're not they're not from a business background or they're not even from a science background. So it was quite funny for them. They were they didn't know what to do with me, and I was I was a very headstrong kid that this is what i want to do so i'm going to do it and but then they really supported me and they guided me through and they suggested mm-hmm. that i go and do my professional training <laughs> but yeah i mean i've i've been known to shock them like i keep shocking my parents so and then you know i, I keep telling my siblings i'm like look i make it easier for you because you know i'm such a difficult kid to do it but <laughs> it's easier for them in life So basically, you set a very high standards for your siblings. Yeah. So, what were some of the difficulties you faced when setting up Mia? So, in general, it was you know, uh, basically, sent setting up my vendor list was a little difficult because, you know, they don't really take women entrepreneurs very seriously because they think women can't be in business. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was the hard part, and you know, they would trouble me. Uh, they wouldn't give me. proper rates or you know they wouldn't like normally when you you know when you are setting up a supply chain for your ingredients you would expect your vendor to at least deliver the stuff to you but sometimes i would have to go deep into like industrial areas to pick up my raw materials and that was just an added stress for me but slowly you know as in when they saw that my business was picking and my order uh, value increased then they started taking me seriously otherwise i had a lot of issues regarding you know casual sexism which would come from my vendors wow and yeah. and from the other perspective like sourcing of ingredients and equipment has been a challenge no the equipment and all wasn't a challenge i i was lucky enough to get good suppliers for all of that plus my dad really helped out with the you know like getting my oven and talking talking to the supplier about the best model and all of that so i had help but after mm-hmm. that after i started functioning was when my you know problem started coming and uh, then yeah then i was alone i was working obviously i started alone so i had so we set up this beautiful professional kitchen we t- my parents gave me a room in the house and uh, you know it it didn't look like it was a home setup at all it looked like a a proper setup in general so after that yeah, i was working alone and then you know when i felt like there was too much work for me because i was a one man army so i had i was handling all the orders order taking i, I was a chef i was doing my banking you know i, I was I, i was doing the marketing the instagram the collaborations all of that so it was a lot on my person to handle then i slowly started hiring i started you know getting interns and uh, started building a team and then i learned like i'm completely not from a business i don't come from a business family and i have mm. no knowledge in you know how i've not done any course i've not done an mba nothing 
so i had to learn all of this on the job and um, i just learned one thing that a successful business it would be defined when when you are actually not working or you're not your the business isn't depending on you and things should be able to run on autopilot mode so when i started doing was i started setting a team so i had hmm. i hired a manager i hired chefs i hired interns and and then what i did was i started testing them like i would leave i would take one month long vacations <laughs> i would go, <laughs> i would go to south america and i would say okay deal with it now i'm not there <laughs> so because you know you have as an entrepreneur uh, it's hard to let go this is after obviously 2 years of of being in business um, hmm. earlier i used to, i love traveling so i used to travel and then i used to close miami and go but my father was like why are you doing that like you should you know it, it has to be then then this is your hobby it's not a business so once i developed a team i used to just be like okay bye i'm going for one month and out i i went to south america i remember i went to peru and to bolivia in 2017 and i just left them completely and they handled it really well so it gave me confidence as an entrepreneur and it gave them confidence and then i would know that yeah i can leave my business for a month and and i can you know uh, like i'm not I, i'm at peace you know and mm. it worked out well for me and plus i had other like as a woman i have other concerns you know tomorrow maybe i want to plan a baby or or i'll be uh you know i'll i'll be in for my delivery or uh, maybe i won't be able to work for a month these are realities that i need to already consider so i already thought about these things 2 3 years ago that this is how i want my life and and my work should not it should not disrupt my personal life and my personal life should not disrupt my work so i really segregated the two things and made sure that i set systems so you know i've set sops and systems and you know everyone has and i've i've created a uh, specific designations within the team there's specific areas of work like there's a dispatch team there's a order taking team there's a kitchen team there's, uh, there's the kitchen stewarding team all of that so these are things that i had to figure out on my own and had to tailor tailor and customize this for my own business so i've spent i worked i worked really hard in uh, developing a team essentially this is an excellent point bani uh, these were some of the key and useful decision which you took early on as an owner you know it can become difficult to let go of certain things right and you know you know the recipes are standardized so if you're making a chocolate mousse today and making it 10 days later it's going to taste the same because it's like pastry is very recipe oriented you know your mm. ingredients are constant your supply chain is constant your recipes are constant your chefs are trained where i think where issues can come in fnb is when you're running a restaurant you know and there are no recipes for example if you're making a a fish dish for mm. fish curry right it can taste different on different days because you don't really follow recipes is done by touch so i'm lucky there because i can set a proper a functioning kitchen in in that manner so that's what i really aim to do you mentioned chocolate cakes and i have tried them and i must say they are wonderful so what is Thank so you. how do you source your ingredients from uh, okay so we use i mean so my husband akshay when he partnered in with me in 2018 essentially what we decided was that you know i remember we went we went to because um, we were looking for a space right we had to shift out from my house 
and we went. I remember we were sitting at a cafe and doing some planning, and I literally took a notebook, and I'm on one page I wrote Akshay and one page I wrote Bani, and I and I took out arrows and made a diagram, and we divided all our work, okay, our yeah. area of expertise, and by that time I was completely like. overwhelmed with all the work i had so then he took over the back end admin accounting the gst and the vendors and procurement and whatever all of that and i was like i just want to be in the kitchen and be a creative person uh, like i didn't i don't want to do tax work and i don't want to talk to the accountant like when if you need my signature you can call me but i don't involve me in any of this because i was i was actually really fed up and you know my my accountant and my my ca they were like please you have to take your accounting more seriously but the thing is it i had so much work on my on, on my plate right i mm. had to i was actually in operations so akshay took took all of that off my back and so he handles now he handles all the vendors and uh, our procurement is fairly straightforward so we we have then you know he tapped the best states and our of course you can see our uh, ordering increasing every quarter you know you can see that the chocolate uh, the quantity earlier we used to start from 5 kilos now that day i checked a bill it's reached 75 kilos you know wow. so wow. this is the kind of procurement and then vendors and anyway like i have just come to realize that vendors just take sorry i mean that's just how our country works they just they just they just take akshay much more seriously <laughs> and um, so i mean i'm like i'm fine with it like i've stopped i've stopped caring off stop letting it bother me because i have if i start fighting with them i have my own stuff to deal with you know so he just uh, deals with the vendors and now things are very streamlined we have a, we have an accountant who's uh, who he knows uh, we have a procurement team all of that you know they they have tabs and we handle all of that so now touch what things are in place I mean that's a, that was a very critical decision in terms of identifying the roles and responsibility very clearly. I think uh, that makes all the difference. No, otherwise you can't. You know, if you're getting a partner like Akshay partnered in with me, fifty fifty percent. You know, we I signed over half of we mm-hmm. formed a new company and all of that. And uh, it's very important because if you, you know, then there you need to be responsible for one area like. and you know then we literally have nothing that is in common in terms of our our areas of work so that way the responsibilities are you know completely on one person like i am held responsible say if i have not gotten my christmas shoot done okay hmm. and he is responsible if he is not contacted or followed up on some payment you know for example so this way it's just an easier way to work and um, like honestly you know we used to take a lot of our work home because we're not regular business partners we're married okay so we have our own life parallel to this business hmm. and uh, we can't i mean imagine that for a long time we would just take all our work and all our stress home and uh, it just made sense to sort of clearly define it and then you know we made a rule that we don't discuss work uh, when we the moment we park our car at home we stop, we don't discuss work and you know, otherwise you'll go crazy you won't have a life and it's not it's not a healthy environment it's not a healthy family environment either true it can become like a 24/7 then every day you're discussing yeah. business <laughs> yeah you know we are all still learning mm-hmm. like these are the things that you know we identify problems and we find our own solutions like these are things that no one can teach you you true. you have to uh, sort of find your way and however your business whatever direction is taking you in 
it things come to you you know true you have to play by the ear right 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 so you mentioned in terms of money like from 5 kg to 75 kg in terms of some certain metrics of growth right you know you're delivering more cake so what has been the reason for your success in terms of how are you able to reach more volume in terms of are you spending more in marketing or is it just pure to network effect how 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 are you able to manage quarter on quarter sort of growth so essentially we don't spend a dime not even 1 rupee on advertising marketing pr nothing so we oh, really? don't have those wow. systems in place no wow i do all my marketing on instagram which is a free tool mm-hmm. and that's how i built miam and you know we i've really cracked instagram and i i take my own photos uh, i do my own shoots i do i put together my own strategies for the month and i shoot it on my own and i promote it on my own and it's totally free of cost and now miam is you know it has more than 30000 followers so that that really helps because then plus like this year we we decided to start deliveries and we've tied up with a great uh, partner pitch mm-hmm. i don't know if they must have delivered your cake yes right <laughs> yeah i think you should get uh, you should get the founder of pitch uh, on your next podcast he's a fabulous guy sure so he basically like you know we had a chat in during the lockdown and at one point we were never delivering this is as in we would you know deliver like a selected deliveries this is in before the lockdown mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. and you would charge like a ridiculous amount like if you are sitting in if we are in ladasurai and someone is in model town mm-hmm. uh, we would charge them like 900 bucks for delivery like oh my god an uber, an wow. uber would go mm-hmm. and our guy would go in the uber and then mm-hmm. come back so he would charge like the the rate going and coming oh my god and i'm wow. not lying people were paying for it okay like not everyone but mm-hmm. They, they 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 just wanted miam cakes and there was a lot of like say 45% of delhi we were not catering to at all mm-hmm. uh, we were not delivering so with page what happened was that the moment see akshay really defined this in the lockdown he's like i do not want to take the headache of logistics i do not want to invest in my own vans i don't want drivers i don't want you know they you cross so many borders there are police issues he's like i don't want to deal with any of that so we are going to outsource logistics and have the customer pay for it Mm-hmm. so we are just we're just providing an a value added service and we're not we don't in fact we don't make any any margin or any amount on the delivery so say mm-hmm. we are charging we're charging someone 100 or 200 for delivery it is actually that money is going to page okay. because that those are their rates mm-hmm. so then we so we captured the entire delhi ncr so you know people want our cakes in ghaziabad faridabad north delhi like dwarka everywhere we made sure our cakes cakes are going so until again our delivery rates were little high and then we just decided once we got volume we just decided to slash them by like you know if if a delivery would have been 200 now now it's like 100 bucks so we made mm-hmm. it low and i am very verbal on instagram and i don't treat it like it's a professional account and we are a professional brand i'm very honest on instagram and it's not e-commerce i'm not shipping people a football okay i'm sending them a cake it has to go properly with dry ice it has to be upright uh, the the rider needs to be careful uh, in during one ride i can't send more than two orders all these things add up to our logistics cost so mm-hmm. that has to be passed on and uh, all of these things like i'm very verbal on instagram so my followers they understand it and then they don't question 
and uh, then i think 2 3 months back akshana took a decision to just make free shipping over 2500 Mm-hmm. Now what happens in this is it's just that you're just playing on people's this is just psychology, right? Mm-hmm. They think, oh my cake is like two thousand. Let me add one or two things and make it twenty five hundred. Okay, actually we're getting more volume in terms of our orders. We're getting more, right. you know, they're ordering smaller items. And now rarely, if you see our our order ticket size has increased. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier people were spending eighteen, nineteen hundred. Now they're spending twenty six hundred bucks per per customer on the website. this is an average spend you yeah. know so so i think what has increased our volume is the fact that we are accessible all over you, you know anyone can get miam in delhi and it's a fair uh, delivery charge mm-hmm. and plus you know then it's it gets embedded in someone's head if they've ordered a cake from model town uh, and you know it's delivered fine they're happy they're happy with the quality with the services they will never forget us so next time when they need a cake and after that they'll be like miam se manga lete hain wo wo de denge wo website se order kar lenge you know like it's easy for them right they don't have to think about other option they don't need to stress ki we'll send our driver he'll get stuck in a jam for mm-hmm. one hour and then he'll have to come back and all of that and miam clientele is the cream of delhi like the like touch what the they 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 want quality they want services and and they are okay to pay for it so mm-hmm. that's where i think we get lucky i mean absolutely i mean these till point you mentioned in terms of delivery is seamless product is definitely of quality and if there is no hassle mm-hmm. you know you can just click on it and you will get it in the perfect yes. condition that just makes everyone's yes. day right pani if you can share some little secrets in terms of you have totally leverage instagram how how did you do that like to have an audience of 30000 and no marketing you haven't spent any single penny on it what were what were your you know key inside you have definitely cracked the way instagram works <laughs> so i have no idea what i did and i am not hiding i'm a very transparent person i i just mm. make sure that i post every day mm-hmm. i put stories mm-hmm. uh, and i put my uh, instagram posts and uh, and it's a very honest and you'll read my captions and people they want to connect they connect to the brand instantly but i don't have not used any strategy i have not studied anything it's just it social media just comes very naturally to me Mm-hmm. and uh, i just make sure that you know i'm posting regularly and now you know you you must have seen some um, business accounts have swipe up so mm. you can give you know you putting a story you instantly put your swipe up and it takes you directs you to the website and now yeah now we are at that stage where we can look at like akshana deciding to maybe you know do targeted ads because we have a website so you can drive if you're driving uh, Uh, x amount of uh, clients you can drive 2x you know if you work on it month on so that these are the things we'll look at but at the moment it's purely organic wow so how do you currently differentiate yourself you know there are many more shops in delhi and cr <laughs> so what is your yeah. sort of differentiating factor how do you position yourself See I'm not a I'm not a competitive person mm-hmm. and I think like there's uh, there's room for everyone and it's a, even though it's a very saturated market like for cakes and F&B is in general very very saturated I think what really makes us stand out is our cake designs no one is doing you know no one is doing those shapes and the glazing and all of that that is very very miam and another thing is that you can always spot a miam cake in a gathering like 
there's a lot of cakes you'll see you you won't be able you won't be able to tell where this cake is from but mm. if you see a miam cake and people have seen miam elsewhere they will be able to spot it so it has a uh, has a very strong brand identity which again i don't know how how i did that it just happened <laughs> i don't i have no idea i have no idea <laughs> and you know like people are like oh you are very brilliant strategist i'm like i don't i literally it's, it's all like i have no idea how it happened what happened literally they ask me how do you do it i'm like i don't even know what i do so i don't even understand your question you know? <laughs> uh, so it's, it, it it i mean i think this and then yeah of course the way that my style of posting and mm-hmm. um Plus, it's a trusted brand for over five years, and that holds a lot of value in today's day and age because a lot of places open and shut, or you know their consistency falls. For example, I can make my I can increase my profit margin overnight if I just use a cheap chocolate. Mm. Like if I switch from Belgian chocolate to cheap Morde or some other crappy chocolate, I can switch. I can my my profit will triple overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done mm-hmm. these calculations. Mm-hmm. and um, you know even when things are hard the pandemic has initially it was hard one thing we will never change are our ingredients and our recipes and we don't cut corners anywhere we don't we we don't compromise on the ingredients so our uh, our customers they'll never ever say oh you know they've dropped their standard oh you know they used to be good but they're not good anymore so this, these are some these are things that we work endlessly towards daily Yeah, I mean now there'll be other issues like oh my cake is getting delayed. Where is my cake? Those are logistical issues that you know by after a certain point I can't help because I'm not the rider taking your cake. You know, so hmm. but we don't have these issues of taste and quality and all that has been maintained and it's very strictly maintained in in our kitchen. And I think the only reason why that can happen is because it is chef run. So- how did you, so bani how did you manage to sort of in covid times manage the delivery because the country was in lockdown and were you able to do any delivery start time how did you manage this so in march we shut down totally you know we our staff was also very scared to come and you know we didn't know we were just left to fend for ourselves in a way and then we 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 enjoyed our lockdown thoroughly. We were we didn't we didn't we kept it shut for um, I think almost one one and a half months. Wow! And then we decided that my home kitchen where I started it that's at my parents' house. So mm-hmm. uh, that is still sort of it's still a space that we could use. So what we did was we restarted from SDA from my home kitchen. We didn't mm-hmm. open our uh, big kitchen over here. because our running cost is quite high because we have big acs and uh, freezers and all of that running so we started from home again restarted alone and we had a we just launched a four cake menu and uh, people were more than happy that finally miam is delivering again you know and then yeah pitch they insisted that no we will be able to do your delivery so pitch they really took it on with us and the founder he was like no we bani don't worry we 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 can do all the deliveries so we started just uh, charging our, our delivery charge and people just started ordering and pitch gave us a great start with the network so okay. literally i used to be in the kitchen akshay used to coordinate with take the orders from the clients and schedule there and then you know in in the day we would get done with our work by the evening and then go home and come back and for one month we did this we ran it alone just to stay afloat and you know we had 
of course from our reserve from our savings and all of that we you know we we paid out salaries and we you know we had decided that we're not firing anyone mm-hmm. and uh, we're not we're not cutting our team because we had shut our cafe in hoskas also we had we had a cafe in hoskas okay. and uh, mm-hmm. yeah so we decided that you know we had we were overstaffed then we opened the main studio which we are in now in ladoserai in june and uh, slowly one by one my team started coming back and uh, i was completely overstaffed because i had my cafe boys and there's no cafe but i don't want to fire them so i, I turned them into chefs i in, I, i gave them training <laughs> in one one month I, i'm like now you are a chef because i'm not going to fire you i'm responsible for you and they were more than happy and they joined the kitchen and then slowly 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 we started uh, hiring more interns when work increased our website launched in um, july mm-hmm. yeah and then we got the ball rolling just like that that was a great move to convert cafe boys to chefs like their life changed <laughs> <laughs> so bani what are your future plans now you have been in business now for almost 5 years do you want to open more cafes launch new products in what ways are you looking to expand so you know we are really taking it month by month you know so we we had signed a, a beautiful cafe in gurgaon which was to open we had actually we were opening four cafes this year and uh, this is before before the lockdown and the pandemic and everything and we were getting it all wrong to be honest because in fnb you know you're more successful when you have more store fronts and that is how the you know that's how the game is but this year i mean it has really saved our our business because we've realized that we don't because we thought we were wrong we thought that the more outlets we have the more profit we will make from each outlet and our net profit will keep increasing So we don't realize the amount of headache, the kind of rentals, uh, running expenses, logistics costs, salaries, all of that adds up exponentially as well. It's not mm. only your profit, and it's a lot of stress, you know, handling so many outlets. And this year, we decided that we don't even need an outlet. Mm-hmm. Like this year, it's all people just want to stay home and order uh, cakes. Very few people are going out. I feel, and uh, that's not going to change. But Yes, like now our our end our our thought process has changed. We want a great digital presence, which we we are working towards daily. And you know, I will keep experimenting and taking out new menus and all of that, and keeping you know keeping it really uh, fun for all of my followers, so that they get really tempted to keep they will keep ordering. Um, <laughs> but we don't need to. We don't need multiple outlets. Like now, my aim is to have one outlet in Khan Market. like you go you go all out then you have one outlet in khan market you have one outlet at the airport and one outlet in maybe galeria market in gurgaon and that's it you have conquered delhi you conquered gurgaon and you are at the airport <laughs> so this is my my this is my dream actually for me and mm-hmm. beyond this you don't need any more presence you are already catering to all of delhi and to have a really pretty store and i love khan market and i think you uh, all my favorite established old brands are in khan market you know so i want to join that league and be over there and uh, gurgaon really loves me i am so i want to have one store there but that's it 
and then not ambitious we don't want funding we don't want we don't want to multiply like crazy we don't want to go pan india we want to enjoy we want to we see there is no end to business okay? true you can you can keep going keep going keep going you can you don't even know you will keep becoming greedy in in many ways and you will not know when to draw the line okay <laughs> uh, but uh, like akshan i very certain and i i honestly believe that what do you really need in life you need a, a good house you need if you have kids they should be going to a good school you should have good uh, life insurances you should have good health insurances you should have savings and you should be able to travel the world comfortably and then anything excess of that is just greed mm-hmm. um so that's where personally i draw the line and i i'm not very ambitious so i don't plan to uh, take this pan india at all i think that sounds like a nightmare <laughs> yeah. no no i mean that just that's a that's a very wonderful perspective hearing yeah. you know being content you have certain yeah. idea certain vision where you want to go and that's pretty much it right and i mean that's that's wonderful to hear pani absolutely in terms of because there are other aspects of life also right so as you mentioned yeah. and you know ashish we are not a comp- we don't we're not going to sell me am we're not aiming uh, i'm sorry but mm-hmm. i mean you know you you worked on the venture capitalist side of things mm-hmm. these these startups they just they're running in this rat race uh, mm-hmm. in my opinion where you're just running 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 and you're picking up money here and picking up money there you're increasing your valuation you mm-hmm. you are basically uh, amplifying everything on a quarterly yearly basis i don't know how it works mm-hmm. and you you're meeting with investors you're always stressed ki mm-hmm. you're always under pressure you always have to perform when and your end goal is eventually nobody loves their companies they just want to sell it off and become a a millionaire billionaire or no whatever mm-hmm. overnight right that's the end goal mm-hmm. i can't even i mean miam is my child how i can't even think of selling it so mm-hmm. I, I, that's why it does not make me ambitious it makes me i just want to enjoy it and be satisfied Wow. Um, so we're not in, we're not in that league only that you know mm-hmm. that we we need investment and we need like I'll I'll make my, the investor go crazy that he'll just be like you know what I can't work with you <laughs> 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 yeah like <laughs> he'll just be like please go I'm like yeah you also go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no that truly. that i mean that truly speaks of you know your brand also the way you have built to make sure everything every aspect of it the quality the products everything you know yeah. so i think that speaks a lot and that's how you're able to uh, sort of add another follower like me to your list <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> that's wonderful bani i mean that was some very refreshing perspective and i was very happy to hear you know at least for some founders or businesses they draw a line what is the they are not looking for an infinite expansion they want to just enjoy what they have built and that yeah. is just wonderful yeah wonderful bani that was absolutely great interacting with you and to hear your perspective and your journey i think it's a very delicious journey if i can say so <laughs> thank you so much thank you ashish thank you thank you so much bani thank you so okay. much Thank you for listening we will be back with another episode of Blitz Business stay tuned